coming up on Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers won a series against whoever they played. I can't remember the name of the team. Anyway, it was a close series. They very easily could have swept the series. They also very easily could have been swept. In the end, they won two out of three and uh, showed a lot in this series. We'll talk all about this series. We'll also talk about Chris Taylor's knee injury, landing him on the injured list and what that means for the roster now and in the near future. And we'll talk about the bullpen. They continue to look good, but are they good enough? That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like us. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. With that said, I want to uh, give a special welcome to any new listeners we have. Uh, I suspect there may be some new people listening and maybe some new people who don't like me. Just here to check out YouTube and see if I really do have as big a fat, stupid face as you think. Here it is, folks. It's my big, fat, stupid face. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Dodgers played that team from Southeast Texas. Uh, over the weekend, Dodgers won the first two games of the series, lost an extra innings in game three of the series. Uh, both all, all three games were tight. They were all one run games. Uh, the Dodgers were up to nothing in the first game, ended up blowing that lead. It's two to two. And then they they won it uh, in uh, late innings, scored the third run. Could have been four to two. Questionable call uh, to send Miguel Rojas by Dino Ebel, um, you know. But Dodgers won. The bullpen shut that down. Saturday's game was crazy. We'll talk more about Saturday in a minute. Uh, Dodgers won eight to seven, I think. Uh, and then Sunday's game, Dodgers lost the game. They were down four to one. Mookie Betts hit a leadoff homer. Uh, actually, his second one of the series, and very easily could have been his third. We'll talk about that in a second too. Uh, and then the Dodgers didn't score again until the eighth inning. Uh, the 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 team from Texas. I'm not going to say their name. Uh, they got two two-run homers, so it was four to one. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, Mookie got hit by a pitch, stole second. Freddie Freeman doubled him in uh, for his 2,000th career hit. Super excited for Freddie. Congratulations to him. Uh, had two hits on Sunday to get to 2,000. Doubled in Mookie for the second run. And then Will Smith hit a two-run homer to tie the game up. Uh, unfortunately, the Dodgers uh, didn't score in the bottom of the ninth, scored one in the bottom of the tenth to tie it after the the. Other team had scored one. And then in the bottom of the 11th, the other team uh, had scored in the top of the 11th. And the Dodgers left the tying run at third base. And that was the ball game. They lost uh, whatever it was, six to five, something like that. Uh, but a good, solid series. Mookie Betts, like I said, two, two leadoff home runs on Friday and Sunday. He hit one on Saturday too. But uh, Corey Jolks robbed Mookie of the home run leading off that game. Uh, the Dodgers ended up scoring three runs in that first inning. They got two other home runs that didn't get robbed in that inning. And then similar to Sunday, didn't score for a long time after that. Uh, eventually did. Uh, we'll talk about the, the craziness that that ended in just a sec. 
Uh, but Mookie, he now has eight leadoff homers this year, one short of the Dodgers record, which was Jock Peterson, 2018, 2019. He had eight one year, nine another year. Uh, but so Mookie is now very close to tying that Dodgers record. Uh, he, he's he's hitting the ball hard and uh, doing it early, and it, it's a lot of fun. It was uh, the, the Let's talk about the Saturday game. Uh, the Dodgers were down. I can't even remember. They were down seven to. Whew, all these games have run together in my head. I think they were down seven to three, seven to. Yeah, they scored three in the first inning. So then they were down seven to three. And then late in the game in the bottom of the seventh, I think uh, they got a, a couple runs. It was seven to five. And then in the bottom of the eighth, the Dodgers scored three runs on, I believe, one hit. Uh, they had three walks to load the bases. And then uh, they got a run on a oh, sack fly, I think, from maybe Jason Hayward. So that made it seven to six. And then with first and third, uh, James Outman ripped the ball off the wall in, in right field. Off the bat, it looked like it was going to be a three-run homer. It wasn't quite high enough. Hit the wall in right field and stuck in between the padding and the chain link fence, which I've been watching Dodger games for 40 years, and I had never seen that before this year, and now it's twice this year. I think James Outman was the batter both times, uh, and the ball has gotten stuck there between the padding and the fence. I'm not saying it's never happened in my lifetime before. I'm saying I've never seen it, uh, and you know, I, I, I do watch – pretty much every game these days, or at least, you know, almost every game. Uh, I haven't always watched every game growing up. In fact, you know, when I was a kid, we couldn't watch every game. It wasn't a possibility. It wasn't until the last 10 years that it's even possible to watch every game. So it probably has happened. I had never seen it before. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, so that was a, a ground rule double. Uh, Dodgers tied the game on that hit second and third. And then uh, I can't remember the pitcher for the team from Texas. Uh, can't remember his name right now. Long-haired, scraggly. Ryan Stanek is his name. Uh, and he balked, and it scored pinch runner Johnny DeLuca from third base for the go-ahead run that ended up being the winning run. Uh, Stanek was not happy about the call. I understand why he wasn't happy about the call. It was the right call. It was a balk. It, we could argue about whether it should be a balk, but according to the rules and how the rules have been applied consistently for the last million years, yeah, it was a balk. Uh, it, it was the right call. And I love that baseball is the one sport where we don't expect the officials to act differently late in a tight game. It drives me crazy watching a basketball game and people are like, oh, you can't can't call that foul. You can't let the, the ref decide the game. You can't take the game into your hands if you're a referee. It's like, dude, if it's a foul, it's a foul. If it's a balk, it's a balk. It's, if it's pass interference, it's pass interference. doesn't matter the score. doesn't matter how much time's on the clock. You know, rules are rules. And, uh, and, and so – you know, Stanek was mad. I, I I wonder if he's watched the replay now and realized, oh, yeah, I guess I did balk. Uh, Justin Verlander's little brother didn't think it was a balk. Uh, he may not be the most impartial person. Uh, people who've actually pitched in the major leagues did think it was a balk. Uh, even Ron Darling, who Justin Verlander's brother used as justification, he said basically it's a balk, but you shouldn't call it in that situation, which is stupid. Um David Ardsma said it's obviously a balk, and yeah, it sucks, but it is. That's basically what Dave Roberts said after the game, too. Yeah, it sucks. It's a balk. You hate to win that way, but, you know, better than not winning that way. So uh, so we'll take it, and the Dodgers won that game uh, to win the series, and then that was good because they ended up losing the dropping the game on Sunday. But it, it was a good series. I think it showed a lot. The Dodgers battled back. James Outman had some good at-bats. Will Smith had a clutch homer on Sunday. Like, 
it the team battled and they've, you know, they had a four game winning streak before losing on Sunday. And there's been a lot of battling going on. They have, they've hit the ball, not crazy. They haven't been scoring a ton of runs, but they've been hitting the ball. Well, hitting the ball when they need to and battling. And it, it was fun to see. And so they get a day off today and then they go to Colorado and then Kansas city. And hopefully they can, uh, really explode offensively uh, against those two teams and, and make up some ground before the all-star break. But uh, yeah, it was a fun series. Obviously I would have loved if the Dodgers had won this game on Sunday, you know, they probably should have lost in the 10th inning. Uh, it was some terrible running by the team from Texas, terrible base running. Uh, in fact, Corey Jolks, the guy who robbed the home run and uh, probably didn't have a phone in his back pocket, but had something that looked like a phone in his back pocket that caused a lot of fans of that team from Texas to get really, really mad at me. Um, he made a bonehead base running mistake in the, in the top of the 10th inning. Uh, that team probably should have scored more than the one run. So they probably should have won in 10 innings. Uh, but I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about uh, the bullpen, which took the loss on Sunday, uh, but overall pitched really well this weekend. And uh, But I still have some lingering concerns that I'm going to talk about. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please continue to keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the parts will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers, eligible items, only exclusions apply. All right. I am back. I want to thank you again for making locked on Dodgers. Your first listen every weekday morning. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section down below. If you listen on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. Uh, and you know, I'll give you all that contact info at the end. Like always also want to thank our everydayers. Those of you who are with us every day, Every day or club is really easy to join. All you got to do is watch or listen every day. It's not really a club. Don't get a membership card. You just get to enjoy this podcast five days a week. And like we enjoy doing it for you. Also want to remind you Dodgers don't play today, but when they do play, you can always check out the hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM or the SXM app. Just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers. But you can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app by searching for locked on Dodgers. All right. Jumping back in. As I mentioned, going to the break, the bullpen looked really good. They allowed one earned run this weekend, and that one probably shouldn't have been earned. Uh, Freddie Freeman dropped a pop-up in the infield that they called a hit. It should have been an error, and that caused a, an, a run, an earned run on Ryan Brazier's tally. Uh, overall, it, it should have been unearned. And so realistically, the Dodgers relievers didn't allow anything. They allowed two runs on Sunday. They were both unearned because they were both the extra, extra inning uh, zombie runner, whatever you want to call it the Manfred man, uh, but they looked really good, but I still have lingering concerns. And the, the Sunday game kind of under underscored my concerns about the Dodgers bullpen, which is that they still don't strike out enough guys. And I know strikeouts aren't everything, but strikeouts are something. And especially in extra innings. And, and part of me thinks, well, this isn't that big a deal because they don't do the 
the stupid extra inning rule in, in the playoffs anyway. And so, uh, you know, if it only affects them, then uh, it's not that big a deal, but it's not that it only affects them in extra innings. It's just a bigger deal on Sunday. It would have been nice to have a pitcher on the mound in the 10th and or 11th innings who could strike guys out. And instead it was Bruce R. Gratterall and Yancey Almonte. And Gratterall this year has a uh, 7.4 strikeouts per nine. Almonte is at 8.1. Both of them, just not enough. They, there's not enough swing and miss there for either of them. So guys are going to hit the ball. And when they do, they're going to move runners over. They're going to hit sack flies. Or sometimes they're going to give up hits. Both of them gave up hits to drive in the runs in this game. Uh, but, you know, strikeouts never turn into hits. And uh, balls in play sometimes do. And so I would love to have more strikeouts. When you look at the Dodgers levers right now, Alex Vesia is back in the minors right now. He has the highest strikeouts per nine on the team. I should really be looking at the, the strikeout rate instead of the strikeouts per nine, shouldn't I? Uh, I can do that, you know. Detailed stats on the Dodgers page. Go down to their advanced pitching. Strikeout percentage is more telling. Uh, Evan Phillips, 31.9% strikeout percentage. Phil Bickford, 30.8. And then Alex Vesia, 29.4. And then Caleb Ferguson, 26 and a half. Uh, of the guys on the roster right now, well, Vessi is not on the roster. That's kind of your good strikeout guys. Because then you get down to league average is 22.3%. And the Dodgers don't have any other active release. Shelby Miller's above that, but he's hurt right now. Uh, then everybody else is down below that league average, 22.3. Michael Grove, 21.7. Victor Gonzalez, 21.7. Nancy Almonte, 20.6. Bruce Gratterall, 20 even. Ryan Brazier, 20 even. Uh, yeah, it's just not enough strikeouts. And when the ball is in play, bad things can happen sometimes. And I don't need guys to strike out every better. But what, what I want is there are situations where you need a strikeout. Once there's two outs, an out is an out. And so I don't care if you get a pop-up or a deep fly out or a ground out with two outs, whatever. But with less than two outs, a lot of times you need, you have situations where you need a strikeout either to keep a runner from advancing or to keep a runner from scoring. And with relievers, it's more important because they sometimes come in with runners on base. They're, the the situations are generally higher leverage when they're in. And, and that concerns me that, you know, the Dodgers didn't have, and they had already used Evan Phillips and Caleb Ferguson in this game earlier, a couple of their strikeout guys, uh, they used Bickford for two innings the day before, you know, and, and Bickford has his own, you know, issues. He's got that good strikeout rate, but he also has a 10.8% walk rate. And Vesia kind of has the same thing, you know, of guys with good strikeout rates and good walk rates. It's Evan Phillips and it's Caleb Ferguson. And, and, and that's about it. And that's not enough strikeouts for me. And so, you know, there, there's a couple ways to fix this. Obviously I still feel like there must be something Bruce Dark Gratterall can do to get more swing and miss, swing and miss with how hard he throws, how much it moves, all of that stuff. Yancey Almonte too. I think his strikeout rate. I assume last year it was higher than it is this year. Let's see. Last year, Yancey Almonte's strikeout rate was twenty four point four percent. This year it's twenty point six. And I said the league average is twenty two point three. So last year he was a couple percentage points above average. This year he's a couple percentage points below average. Last year his walk rate was also a lot better. Yancey Almonte has it in him to be a better strikeout pitcher. Bruce Gratterall might have it in him to be a better strikeout pitcher. I don't know for sure. I would like to think so with that stuff. I'm looking to see if his percentage has been 
better any other season. This year is 20%. Last year was 21.8, which still below average. Uh, yeah, in his time with the Dodgers, it's never been above average. And that's hard. And so, you know, they have Daniel Hudson coming back soon, who has been striking out plenty of guys on his rehab assignment. We hope that Daniel Hudson will strike out a lot of guys. Uh, he's got a, a decent strike. I'm just pulling up his stats right now to see his strikeout rates. Yeah. Um, he's never been, <laughs> I mean, in the last five, three years, he's never been below 30 points, 30%. So, I mean, he would be the highest strikeout rate on the Dodgers. His, his walk rate is also usually really good. So fingers crossed that, that Daniel Hudson comes back healthy and, and can help with that. But I wonder if the Dodgers are going to need to target not even, you know, not an elite reliever necessarily. I don't know if there will be any elite re relievers available at the trade deadline anyway. But I wonder if a guy who does get more strikeouts might be useful to, to go after, even if it's a guy who has underperformed, but they think, you know, maybe they can find a guy. I don't know. I, I feel like this team's lack of strikeouts out of the bullpen bit them on Sunday and could bite them in even more important situations going forward. So I, I don't want to throw a, a wet towel on the bullpen has been great lately. The last handful of games, six games or so, they've been awesome. That whole Angels series and then this whole series against that other team, bullpen was great. But I, there's something just bugging me in the back of my mind that I'm having a hard time getting too excited until they start striking out more dudes. Love to hear your thoughts on that. Am I off base? Should I just accept it? Do you, do you think Almonte and Gratterall can get their striker, strikeout rates up? Uh, you know, let me know what you think. Comment section down below if you're on YouTube. You know, all the other ways if you're on the podcast. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about Chris Taylor hitting the IL, what it means for the roster now, what it means for the roster in the near future, and just what it means for the Dodgers. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Also want to give you one more reminder. You can always catch every Dodger game, the live hometown radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app simply by searching for Dodgers. You can also listen to this show on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And with that said, let's jump to our last segment. Uh, we are going to talk about Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor uh, went down with a knee injury. He's been hasn't played much the last week or so uh, since he got hurt. He's pinch hit a couple times. Uh, they immediately pinch ran for him when he got on base. Uh, really, he's not well enough to run. He's not well enough to play defense. And when the when push came to shove, the treatment they were doing didn't work. It didn't get him fixed up. And so they finally put him on the injured list on Sunday. They called up Yanni Hernandez. Uh, Taylor's uh, IL stint is retroactive back to the 22nd, so he can come back in a week. Uh, next Sunday, they called up Yanni Hernandez probably just for this one game because Max Muncy is going to be coming off the IL on Tuesday when the Dodgers play in Colorado, theoretically anyway. Um, and and Yanni Hernandez makes sense to be the guy who goes down there, but it's not necessarily a sure thing because another guy who could go down would be, uh, well, a couple guys. It could be Michael Bush who has actually been playing Muncy's position, filling in for Muncy. So it might make sense to send him down. Uh, Johnny DeLuca hasn't been playing very much in the big leagues, uh, but 
he, you know, Muncie coming back uh, doesn't actually push DeLuca out of a role. Uh, it just, they need a roster spot. But still, with how many outfielders they have, DeLuca might be redundant at this point. And so maybe it's DeLuca who goes down. So, I mean, if I had to guess, I'd still guess it's Yanni Hernandez just going back down. He's getting a day or two of service time here, uh, you know, a few thousand bucks in pay, and then heading back down to the minors. Uh, but it, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see either DeLuca or Bush. Um, Bush, I hope not. I mean, Bush has been hitting the ball well, and it's kind of interesting. So uh, Miguel Vargas got pulled from the game on Saturday. Uh, got pinch hit for. He's been struggling. He had a big home run in the series against the Angels. But other than that, he's been struggling pretty bad lately. Uh, and he got pulled on Saturday and didn't start on Sunday. He did pinch hit on Sunday and he struck out. And so it wouldn't surprise me if if they either, I mean, they could even decide that Miguel Vargas ought to go spend some time in AAA to get his confidence back up. We know he can hit in AAA. Go there, get your confidence back up, get your mechanics squared away, whatever it is, and then come back when, you, when you're feeling better. Uh, get him every day at bats because sitting on the bench probably isn't going to help him. So, But I, I don't know if they're ready to pull that trigger yet because it seems like maybe give him some rest and then try him again, see if Colorado can get him right. You know, that, that may be the more likely option. Uh, but even if they do that, Michael Bush is a second baseman. He's been playing third base for the Dodgers, but you know he's been a second baseman most of his minor league career, so maybe he makes sense there in a platoon for for Vargas or something. After Muncie comes back, you know it, it's it, it'll be interesting to see Yanni Hernandez. I have a hard time getting excited about him because he has no power at all. Uh, he's always had good on base percentages in, in the minor leagues. Uh, he must have a good eye, but uh, I have a hard time. I don't know. I feel like to have a good on-base percentage in the major leagues, you have to at least be somewhat of a threat offensively. And I'm not sure that Yanni Hernandez fits that bill. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, you know, I, I feel like he makes a lot of sense to go down just because he, he's, I don't know. I don't know that he's a major leaguer. Um, now, when Taylor comes back, say Taylor comes back a week from now uh, from the injured list, then the Dodgers have decisions to make because at that point, even if Yanni Hernandez has already been sent down, then it is either DeLuca or or uh, Bush or Vargas going down to make room for Taylor to come back. And that is uh, a harder decision because that's more long-term. Uh, I also wonder, you know, with Taylor, Taylor has been one of the few Dodgers uh, or one of the best Dodgers against lefties. I, I, I think their struggles against lefties are a little overblown, so I won't say one of the few Dodgers hit, hit lefties but he's been one of their best hitters against lefties. And uh, that's a role that might need to be filled. Maybe it does change priorities uh, when they're looking at the trade deadline. If they're concerned about this knee injury lingering, you know, some of that depends on how long they expect it to, to be a problem. But last year, Taylor had a terrible year and at least some of that was injury related. And so there, there's concerns there for sure. And that might need to be addressed uh, in trades. Uh, you know, they, they don't have, DeLuca was kind of that lefty masher that they called up and he hasn't done much of anything. DeLuca and Bush both still don't have a home run in the big leagues. I hope that changes in Colorado. Um, but yeah, DeLuca hasn't really done much to force his hand or to, to prove that he is that guy uh, who can mash lefties. So, you know, doesn't mean he won't be just means he hasn't been yet. Uh, but yeah, so Taylor's injury brings up a lot of questions 
about the roster right now and the roster going forward. I am really interested to see. I, I, I'm wondering if we'll hear any news trickling out today on Monday uh, or if we won't hear it until Tuesday. You know, since they have the day off today, maybe we don't hear anything until Tuesday as far as what the, you know, find out A, whether Muncie is for sure coming off the IL and B, what the corresponding move will be. There's a lot of options. And honestly, none of those would surprise me. I do think Yanni Hernandez is most likely, but those other ones I mentioned, they, Bush, DeLuca, or even Vargas wouldn't shock me. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's uh, that's kind of all I have for today. It, it was it was a fun weekend series. Obviously, would have been more fun if they had gotten the sweep. Uh, the atmosphere at Dodger Stadium was really good. Freddie Freeman getting the 2,000th hit was awesome. Mookie getting two and a half more leadoff homers was awesome. And the craziness, just the way the crazy way the game ended or or the the eighth inning went on Saturday is always fun. It's one of those things you wouldn't want to happen every time. You don't want to win in a cheap manner all that every time. But seeing Ryan Stanek go all WWE on, you know, the umpire, I mean, he looks like a WWE wrestler anyway. Uh, and seeing how mad he was and yelling at the fans who were booing him as he's going to the dugout, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I, I like seeing people, you know, certain people in certain uniforms upset. Um, and uh, yeah, beyond that, Hopefully day off is good. Dodgers travel to Colorado and hopefully they can pick up where the angels left off in the 25 to one shellacking in Colorado the other night. Hopefully not pick up where the angels left off in as far as the angels lost the other two games of that series. Um, but you know, uh, it, it'll be, it's never fun to play in Colorado, but it's only three games and they only have to do it uh, two series this year. So good enough. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking Dodgers with you guys all week. Of course, with today being an off day, that means tomorrow's episode will be a mailbag episode. So start getting your questions over to us. I'll give you all the contact info in a second. You know how to do that. Uh, th yeah, reminder, you can listen to every Dodgers game on the hometown radio broadcast uh, on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just search for Dodgers in the SXM app. You can also listen to this podcast there. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSense91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.